This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And, well, I think this could be a bumper edition, perhaps. Let's see. Now, <laughs> last week, there were things reported about Gino Pozzo that I don't think we hadn't heard before, personally. I think it was, why are we talking about this? We call this. However, this is not by any means my expertise level. I know nothing about this, really. I, I, it just frightens me, that kind of high finance tax thing i just think god how do people cope with this and how do people have play the system i just don't know so i think one person who probably knows better than me is you peter so uh, without libeling anything and getting us into trouble where are we with all this i i disagree with your statement there that we don't learn anything the the news was and what happens in spain and people will say it is the spanish prosecutor's tactic and they're not wrong because we heard all of this with messi and with ronaldo and we should Shakira and any of the big names that they've gone after for not paying their tax accordingly. They will go after them. And what they do is they literally stipulate what they will be asking for in terms of prosecution. Now, in a legal sense, it makes sense because everybody's seen these kind of courtroom dramas where somebody's expecting to get five months or something and suddenly they're given six years and they go, how can this be? It's a shock and it's a horror. Well, this precursors that. It means that you're not going to get a nasty shock. You're going to know what you're up against and you're going to invest in it accordingly and your lawyers are going to prepare for it accordingly. So they came out and said, we will be asking for a 12-year sentence and we will be asking for 35 million euros in in a fine for what I believe accounts to something like a nine or a 12 million pound allegation of, and in the original sense, it stated not just tax avoidance or tax evasion, depending on what you want to call it as, but also the threat of money laundering in terms of moving the money through various organisations within the network. They also mentioned the network of the Pozzo 
family and the companies and the countries in which they operate, which include Luxembourg. We've mentioned about Luxembourg. Lots of these operations go through Luxembourg because it has incredibly opaque kind of banking rules to try and spot everything as it goes through there. But it also interestingly mentioned the UAE. There has been also reports of a similar thing going on in Italy and uh, of which funds were basically bought out from the UAE and used to settle the settle it. Does this mean that he's going to end up being thrown in the nick or what have you. Well, the difference between this is there's a gentleman called Pina who was sat as, I suppose, realistically, he would be at Granada as Scott Duxbury was at Watford. He was running the day-to-day business and, or rather was the name running the day-to-day business. How much Gino was involved, we don't know. So he has already taken a suspended sentence and paid a fine towards this and has basically stated a number of processes and things. Basically, he's turned state's evident. So that makes a big material difference. That is as big a material difference as you could possibly get. 12 years, 35 million, and this bloke is coughing up on you. So you've got a question. Are they asking for both? They're pushing for both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that might be, as as I say, a tactic. He's 35 million in fines. And then, and you've seen this with Messi, you've seen this with Ronaldo, you saw this with Pina, the bloke who was involved in this. They pay that or they pay over and above that in order to avoid a custodial sentence, right? However, Pina had to be declared guilty. Now, this is the salient point here. This is the important difference. If Gino is found guilty, then is he then, does he basically pass the fit and proper persons test? <coughs> and that's not about Gino. That's about the whole fucking EFL and Premier League rubbish about fit and proper persons test. As we've got somebody in Saudi Arabia prepared to go and buy Miguel Almiron for however much money Newcastle need to get their financial fair play in order. Fit and proper persons test, do me a favour. But this would, a guilty verdict would prohibit him from basically being a, a club owner by FIFA. And you know what I think about FIFA. Don't even let me go on on that. So, yeah, no, it's, exactly. it's salient. Like they can judge anything, but anyway. The, <laughs> interest, the interesting and, again, important point was that the responses from Gino's team, because Gino is called out in this. First of all, they claimed that it was erroneous and they weren't going after Gino. They were. They called it out, and they, the journalist who put this out in El Pais, which is a huge Spanish newspaper, this is not somebody who's, he, he's not just in a local rag somewhere, he is, he is pucker, basically came back out and said, they have stated that Gino is not named. Here are the documents. Here is him being named. Also named in that is a certain gentleman called Rafael Riva. If you do remember the name, you might not remember the circumstances of his departure. He was the gentleman who was chairman of the club until 2016 when he was banned indefinitely by FIFA for forging a letter from Santander to state that Gino Pozzo had sufficient funds to take over the club from his father. This was a really weird thing. It goes from son to father and somebody goes and forges a Santander letter and the thing that they used to forge it, it wouldn't even be a commercial banking piece anyway. It was oddly done. Why would you do that? And why why were you involved with him at that time? Well, they sold in 2016. Santa, they sold to Granada and he departed Watford in around that time. But how connected is he still to, to to Gino Pozzo? Well, he was the picture of him from the Chesterfield game was printed and he sat next to Moji Bayat and sat next to him is Rafael Riva. So he's right. still in 
connection with the group. Now, that doesn't mean he's involved in football per se, but he's still so certainly closely friend. aligned to him. And yeah. and in fairness, if, if I was up on a joint prosecution charge, I probably would say, Raphael, get yourself over here. We need to... This may be... There may be any number of explanations. The defence that was put forward was that it's not that, that basically it, it shouldn't be at at, at Giannopozzo, it should be at Granada, and that has been rejected. So this thing uh, will roll on and will move on. But it is a serious thing, and people can turn around and say, no, it's not. I'll tell you one thing, it doesn't do the reputation of the Pozzo network of Udinese because it more connects Udinese and Granada than implications to Watford, but it's our owner it's, that is being uh, implicated. Is there a player, a Watford player, did I see implicated in this somehow a transfer of a Watford player? Did I see this as part there, of the? There was one. There, there was, was a mention the, of a, a, was a, that a guy from La Havre, La Havre, or whatever the French side where that all went. Pete Tong wasn't it? That guy Gay. No, Pap Gay was different. Pap Gay was was that's all been settled and settled in our favour. That was where we signed him and he signed a contract and he was going to be coming to us and then he changed agent and his agent would much rather him go and play for Marseille. So he basically reneged on the contract. That was so no, that was a different thing. There was a player mentioned, I'm trying to remember because obviously you get it all caught up in your mind with things such as the Mogi Bayat yeah. details and things like Obi Alari and and various other, shall we say Cultural strangeness, let's just describe it as that. Well, it's all deliberately opaque. We sold Reese Healy, undisclosed fee. The, all of these things yeah. just make it very difficult to understand what is going on. And you wonder why it is being made to be very hard to understand what's going on, unless something is, is going on to basically make it deliberately hard to look at. And it's, oh, yeah. they may have fully justifiable reasons for it, and, and we will see. However, the claim is against Gino Pozzo, the individual. It is not against Watford. First and foremost, that's the most important thing. It's against our owner for actions that were taken during his time in charge of Granada. However, there is an element of cautionary danger here. He was formerly their owner. He is currently our owner. Is he always going to be our owner? Well, we've then also got the thing to talk about the the investors and what, oh, what might this do with them, for example. Yeah, if there yeah. comes a future point where Gino decides he wants to entirely divest, he becomes our former owner and then we'll be looking at uh, what happened as Granada in great deal of interest and wondering, are you coming after Watford or are you coming after the former owner at the time? At the moment, they don't seem to be going after Granada. They seem to be going after Gino, Pozzo, Rafael Riva, and this gentleman, Pena, seems to have, as I say, give, given them a, a fair amount of pointing towards things. Blimey. It's never a quiet day, is there, at Watford? It always seems to be well, something going and, on. And as we record this, unfortunately, I know it's not directly linked, <clears throat> but the scenes at the AC Milan game yesterday with the, the racism, it's just more and more yeah. you know, negativity that surrounds the whole thing, really. I know that's not directed, directed at any individuals in the sense of the Pozzos, but it just isn't good at the moment, is it, for them? I think every stone they unturn, it's just more crap. <laughs> Yes, just everywhere they look, yeah. Yeah, the only concern I would have, like you alluded to there, Peter, is if FIFA say he's not a fit and proper person to run a football club, what happens then? Because he's our owner. He's effectively barred from owning a football club. What happens? Well, he'd be forced to sell it, wouldn't he? It would be similar to... I mean, um, the only example I can give would be a similarity to Abramovich when he was effectively forced to give up Chelsea. Now, that wasn't because of FIFA necessarily. It was basically the British government saying it's sanctioned that you cannot hold this and therefore 
almost forcing a sale. It was almost basically sell it or we will basically take it and take it off of you as a former oligarch with Russia. Can't comment about the complexities of that, haven't looked at it, but that was roughly what happened. And in his, his case, he sold it with supposedly the the funds going to kind of victims of basically the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. So did that money ever get there? God alone knows. Was Has Todd Bowley spent more money since doing very little with Chelsea? Yes, absolutely. He's an idiot. So there is always a be careful what you wish for. But, but then again, after the Abramovich years, there probably would be. So it, we would have to see. We would have to see what would happen. Would you have somebody who was holding the club on his behalf? Are there ways and means around it? There's an awful long way to get to that. And I would suggest that the thing would be the size of the fine might change the guilty verdict if it went high enough, but I don't think he wants to pay out an awful lot of cash to to get a non, non-guilty because he wants to hold on to Watford. I think it will be because at, at some stage he's going to return to Udinese and want to take that on, I would have thought. When is, when is this court case? I'm honestly not sure. It's They, they tend to release these things because it's almost a Let's put this out. And as I said earlier on, it's almost a tactic of, right, let's bring you to the table to talk because you can't have a court case if you haven't got the person in the country. Who, right, are, they, okay. who are they going to try and how? I'm sure there is legal precedence where you can, I'm sure. But in, in terms of this, there is no point trying to prosecute somebody without taking evidence from them in their defence. That is not a fair trial by by definition. So it's an ongoing thing. We will watch it with a watching brief and, and see what goes on with interest. But there are elements in there with this output that were material difference and progressions from where it simply was in February, which was when the judge agreed to open the case because it had been open previously and it had been closed because they had found no evidence against Gino Pozzo. Well, this is one of those things that kind of you go, they'd found no evidence against Gino Pozzo as, as a man. He was found innocent, no no evidence against him. In which case, why are you refuting the fact that this was never against Gino Pozzo if you found that no, there was no previous evidence against Gino Pozzo? It seems an odd kind of thing to have changed, changed runners and riders on. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It's a legal thing. It'll take an awful long time to go through. There will be, as we all know, people with money can basically tie these things up in courts for years because it's yeah, they can afford to do so should they wish. Yeah. Well, whatever stresses, concerns and worries we all have, it's not a 12-stretch and an eye-watering sum to pay over. So I'll, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in issues, whatever's going on, having that thrown at you. can only put the frighteners on, I reckon. So I did yeah. I, I did on, on Friday when the news of Healy coming out was, and somebody said, oh, it's two million. And I said, oh, that's that, or two and a half million. They said, first of all, I said, oh, that's seven and a half percent of a Spanish tax inquiry bill. That's good. <laughs> and basically, I'm equating all financial things now to what percentage of uh, 35 million euro tax battle. But of course, then we come to the, oh. the, the, the no, but then we do, we come to the takeover group who, yeah. who it was yeah, announced yeah. In, in terms of the guys who it was and Peter Greaves. And he's basically, this is a gentleman who has control. He, he's, a, he's an American. He's a former Marine. He's a former partner at, at Goldman Sachs. So he's got a lot of credentials and presumably you wouldn't want to mess with him either. I imagine being a Marine either. However, his qualification for all of this is he's basically fronting up and it's alleging a consortium that will make up many billions and they want to make a multi-club kind of purchase. If you look at the thing that he's got, which is Sport Ventures, something or other, I'll find the link and have a look at it. And I did have a look at it and it feels fairly shell-like, shall we say, that basically this Peter Greaves is the owner of a club in Zimbabwe which is not, despite AFCON, 
is not necessarily the hotbed of world football necessarily it won't be a, won't be a huge concern and they this particular group also have the ownership of a team in Ljubljana which is the capital of Slovenia so that's multiple club but is it multiple club on the on the championship or premiership level absolutely by no means you then go down mm. to people uh, investments that the, these guys and they do see themselves as investors in sport and in football and uh, there there were three clubs I'm trying I'm pretty sure it was Juventus yeah Juventus I think it was Man United and also da 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 da, da it will come to me Celtic and it said, but not majority. Well, with due respect, those are publicly limited companies. I could go out and with £150, go and buy 50 quid's worth of investment in each of those and then turn around and say, I have an investment in this. Now, I'm not saying it is £150, but that thing doesn't mean that it's £100 million either. We just don't mm. really know. So it's it's in this due diligence stage if everything that Adam Leventhal had printed is to be followed to the letter. We'll see. These things always manoeuvre in and around, but there have been a couple of due diligences that have already got to this stage that have failed to kick on. We've decided, look, that's what it is. We'll just comment on what comes out. We're not going to push any more into it in the hope that if if getting further monies into the club works out, then great. I'm not necessarily putting two and two together and coming up with four here. When I say there's a 35 million tax bill hanging over somebody, Gino's got a lot of money tied up in Watford at this moment in time. Right. And the only way that supposedly that comes out is either takeover or investment. And suddenly we're looking at an investment. There are suggestions that, you know, from a lot of people, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree that that Gino is looking to is looking to come out. You look at the age of his dad, you look at his concerns that are going on elsewhere. Does he really have to worry about a mid table championship club? Overly for the next three to four years? Possibly not. So we will see what happens. May I just say, I saw a tweet today, and boy, oh boy, did I retweet it. It's baby season at Trenton Monkey Forest, everybody. Baby season. Baby monkeys. Come on. I did see this. Yes. Yes, we have to leave on some positivity here. Could we organise maybe next season if we... I assume we're going to be in the championship in Stoke Art. You two be up for a little away day to Stoke and we'll go to I the, think I could I said a monkey forest. I think I could accommodate that. It's got a match day vlog written all over it, hasn't it? Oh I need to end on something as well. Okay. Go on. That reminds me. I do want to say a massive thank you for all the subscribers on the match day vlog. Now we've only we've got two thousand, which when I first set out oh. to do this. That was my goal. So we have 2,000 subscribers now on YouTube, which is brilliant. Big, thank you, thank you. Big, big up the comments that we get from not just Watford fans, but literally wherever I go in the UK. Luton Town, North, especially. Luton Town, especially. Yeah, 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 big, yeah. Thanks, big thanks to those guys because they feel the impact Actually, quite considerably. But while we're talking about Luton Town, we haven't covered this. Christmas Day, right? My phone starts going, bing, and I'm going, what the fuck's all this? What is this all about? We Are Luton Town had drawn a picture of the Major and Jesus in the stable. So I imagine it was probably something that it was already a picture of the three wise men, Mary, Joseph and Jesus, and he's adjusted it. The three wise men were you, me and Carl, Peter. Right. Carl's holding it up at the moment. Baby Jesus was Lou Horns. <laughs> just, it's just brilliant. I've actually kept it as my Twitter icon now. Yes, 
if you go to at Watford Boy 82 on Twitter and look at his profile picture, it is that. I was just absolutely amazed. And I did actually reach out to We Are Luton Town and go, mate, that is superb. That is so good. Thank <laughs> so you. Yeah. But the, the sort of comments I was getting is, look at this bloke, 6.15 on a Christmas day and he's doing this. Mate, that's fucking brilliant. I absolutely yep. love that. The fact <laughs> he's taking his time to do that. Bless his heart. So all the stuff he does, dressing up the Graham Taylor statue and all that, bit sus. But that picture was superb. So... Well done. I think it's also very telling that when he needed to create that scene, he couldn't find three wise men and a virgin in Luton. So there you go. There you go. And that finishes it all off. (laughs) Sorry, Carl, I know I've cut over you. You were actually making a point. I was just saying thank you. Thank you to everyone that's been involved and that watches uh, and, and comments. Yeah, really good. So thank you very much. And one, and one of those is my Excellent. wife. Would you like to say thank you, Lisa? Thank you, Lisa, for your continued loyal support. Her name's not Lisa, but it was nice anyway, so there we go. Yeah, it's nice anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it what is Lisa, that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Southampton on Saturday Sunday. I assume we're all going, right? You going, Carlos? Yes, I am going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the lower GT. Oh, yeah. I'm in the upper mm. GT. I'm telling you, for 15 quid, mate, I'm having the best seats in the house if I can. So I'm in the upper you, uh, GT. Are you, are you being wined and dined again? I'm not on this occasion, no. Oh, so I will be sitting in my lot. No, it was nice. I'm not going to lie. I, I did enjoy being, well, not wined. Dry January. I'm glad oh, that's cool. coming to an end. Yes. Are you, you, you stuck to it? Yeah, done well. I've done well. I've, I've yeah. got there. Yeah, yeah, I've just got to get Southampton out of the way and we're there. It's all good. Oh, excellent, excellent. Right, well, with that in mind, I think it's time to go because we've done nearly two bloody hours here. So uh, it's lovely to have your company. If you've stuck stuck with it this long, God bless you. We will be back after Southampton. We'll do a space after Southampton. There's no opposition view, as you've probably realised, if you've been listening for the last two hours and going, where's Southampton in all this? Then Southampton will come along. They'll have a goalkeeper and 10 outfielders, some substitutes and a wanker for a manager. There's your opposition view. I thank you. He would eat himself. He was made of chocolate. He would. They are, I yep, think he'd he have would. a good go even so, to be honest with you. Did you know, by the way, I saw a thing that came through from, what's it called? Podkite, by the way. Just a thing that came through. And it pointed out that we were number 63 in Apple Podcasts Soccer in Finland. Thanks for all the people from Finland for listening to us or not turning your VPNs on or whatever it was. Anyway, Thank you. Hello, hello. <laughs> Yeah, I think they should learn some fish. Carlos hasn't eaten. Right. Yes, Carlos hasn't eaten. He's desperate for a wee. So this looks like a good time to finish this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. See you at the Southampton game down the bunker before the match. You owns. You owns. You missed my whole joke. You missed my whole joke. Oh, what? Where, 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 what, what, did, what did I finish on? Finland. We need to learn how to finish. You Oh, oh God. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. 
They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.